0: Welcome to China Manufacturing Decoded from SofEast, the podcast where we take you through some of the major topics facing importers and manufacturers in China today.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to China Manufacturing Decoded. And in today's episode, I am joined by Andy Bartlett. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that just, I don't know, maybe two or three months ago, we talked about tooling specifically for plastic injection molding. And then prior to that, I believe we talked about the development of new toys, new products in the toys category. So Andy has a lot of experience working in consumer electronics, and um, particularly, uh, especially in toys, electrical and non-electrical. Am I correct? How how would you- uh,
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's that's about me, uh, René, yeah. Hello everybody.
1: (laughs) All right, great. And uh, just as a reminder also for people who don't know, so Andy is uh, one of the industrial designers that we uh, often suggest to clients when they come to us with a product concept that is not very mature yet. So someone has to try to understand what you want to do with the product, what value it will bring to users and so on. And then, you know, someone like Andy has to think Okay, and you also want it to be aesthetically pleasing. So, you know, let's try to work on some renderings and some early drawings and, you know, starting with maybe with some some sketches just to, to make sure that um, we, we, we are aligned and we know what the product roughly should look like. And then over time, um, go to something that's really nice aesthetically and then can be passed on for, um, you know, mechanical engineering, working into all the small details and things like that. Uh, is, is that a good, uh, yeah, fair um, that's portrait? A, or? A,
0: yeah, that's a good, good summary, good summary now of the of of, of of the process. Yeah.
1: All right. So, uh, so as I said in in today's episode, um, we're going to talk again this time about the new product introduction process. So when a new, really innovative product that is not, you know, very close to another existing product that the manufacturer has al- already been doing. Um, but really, a new product. A new product is developed. We want to talk about the disconnect, you know, the gap between expectations and reality. So, uh, a lot of people who are not um, in in our space, let's say. Uh, they, they 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 come up with an idea and they say, oh, it would be nice to make that kind of widget. And well, you know, I just need to come up with a design, and then somebody would put together a prototype, and I would say okay. And then it, you know, basically they have to produce it, um, and I need to find some customers. And sell it and reorder and sell and reorder and sell and make more and more money. That's, um, you know, if I really simplify, that's not far away from what some people really, uh, really, uh, you know, the, the way they think about
0: that. Absolutely. I, I guess, I guess, I think, I think that some of that might come from um, the uh, idea that we're all at heart consumers. So we all love stuff and buy stuff in our everyday life. And um, I, I think um, much of the time we never really stop and consider um, the energy and the effort and the, the, uh, yeah, the, the human endeavour that often is, sits behind a beautiful, simple, elegant thing that we love, Um, particularly, particularly, I I think, I think the process is particularly um, requires particular investment when you're doing something new, it might be new to you. You know, it might not be, you know, there may be a category or a segment in the market that's very well established, but if you're, if you're doing something for the first time, it generally takes much more effort than -hmm. the second and third and fourth. And as you get better and better at doing it, you know, you you, you 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 use some of that previous investment of, of knowledge and, and wisdom and skill and bring it to the next development. But mm. you know, particularly the first time round, it can be really really uh, tough going. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Now you made two great points. Uh, number one, a product might seem relatively nice and simple, <laughs> but there might be a ton of work behind it. Yeah. Um, and that you know, people often think of the Apple products, but don't know how many iterations of early design sketches and and working with you know specialists of the the technologies and the materials and everything to find you know to to explore different avenues and then okay these two are more promising let's go ahead you know make you know talk about it with the manufacturing guys and see what it would entail and then oh there's these these, these issues we also need to think of you know, how to make it reliable. We need to to make sure that we, we use really good components. We need to make sure it's possible to maintain it in our ways. Uh, we need to make sure that the aesthetics are perfect. We need to make sure that, da, 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 da. and then, and, and they have so many engineers, you know, um, that they actually even sent to the factories to, um, yeah. to, to get it into manufacturing. People really have no clue about that.
0: No, um, you just, right. you just, you just reminded me of something because I, I think you're obviously coming at it from a, a product Execution perspective, but Mm. you know, I I spend a lot of my time working in concepts, um, Mm -hmm. and um, you know, so so you're talking about bringing the product to market. Well, actually, even getting to to the point at which you have an agreed concept that wants to do that is a huge thing i worked once at uh, for panasonic and um for the first uh three years of working there not one of my concepts ever went to market so <laughs> you, you imagine you know that, that that's the sort of investment that uh, if you do have the resources and the development people there that is the sort of stuff that sits even behind the stuff that you see you know? um, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. imagine how
1: many concepts yeah. are developed in uh... Apple, Microsoft, HP, yes. and all these people, all yes. these companies, yes. and 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 never go anywhere. But you, how many, many years of work,
0: yes, you know, yes.
1: are are um, going to that, yes. and and that's part of the, the early discovery of w- what would a nice concept be, right? Mm-hmm. Where the user is happy, the we, we can we can make our market projections, the cost guys are happy. And, and uh, you know, and the, the brand guys are happy and everybody's happy. Uh, it, it, it takes an enormous amount of work sometimes.
0: Yeah, by which time of course the market's moved on and uh, <laughs> the product's no longer relevant. But hey, no, I mean even but but let's just assume that we, we get we get to a concept, you know. Um the um the um the early uh, the early design work um before pre tooling can really be the sort of tip of the iceberg with, with, the, with the, the, the mass uh, or the, the biggest p- portion of effort still to be done um, in, in terms of um, uh, uh, signing the tooling off mm-hmm. um, and going through some, the uh, tooling validation process mm-hmm. and then um, you know, uh, developing packaging. Um, mm-hmm. Developing assets for your uh, uh, online um, presence, um, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, distribution, and 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 so on and so forth. It's mm-hmm. uh, it, it's there is an unseen. I mean, the iceberg is quite a good analogy, I guess. <laughs> you know, with ten percent stuff that you see, and and uh, ten or twenty percent stuff above the top of the water, and then eighty percent below it, the stuff that maybe as a consumer you never consider happens.
1: Right. Um, but yeah, let, let's go back to you mentioned it, the early design work mm. uh, because that's really what determines so much of everything else in the project right mm. so that's why mm. it's so important to do that right it's so important to, to yeah. work with with good people and really take the time to to do sure. it right right yeah mm-hmm. i i i guess you saw these uh, statistics but th- that's based on on real data i forget where i saw it um so in, in the book about uh, the, the textbook about DFMA. Uh, anyway, they, they someone did a study and found that the cost of the design itself, mm. when you when you put it together with the cost of, yeah, tooling, product, you know, purchasing the components, manufacturing, distributing, and everything, is, you know, three, four, five percent of mm. the total. Yes. However, it determines something like 70 yes. percent of the total cost yes because you pick the materials you pick the technology you pick yes. how it works you pick you know how simple or how complicated it's going to be yes yeah.
0: yes you build it's, it's interesting uh we're going through if you look at the number of decisions that you make in the development in a product um life cycle many of the core decisions are made really early on um, and the kind of a whole project stacks and builds on those decisions like material and processes. And, um, mm-hmm. and, 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 and and, so, and, and, and because they're made so early um, in the development process, you know, they, uh, the consequences of going back and changing them, if you get them wrong, uh, or if they prove to be um, somewhat um, flawed, it is it's huge. And, and I guess that's what you're saying about where the cost of those early design decisions is is um, is is uh, the, the, that's that's where you you kind of set your the roadmap and and, and where you can go deeply wrong uh, and and going back can be very very expensive
1: right. so
0: um, what well,
1: so, yeah. yeah. uh, Sorry, let's take an extreme example you know yeah. <laughs> of something that was really really poorly designed yeah. and then it's just made the whole project um uh, you know go go down I mean, and and there's a lot of such examples right maybe picking picking a technology that is not mature uh, so something that you know where the manufacturing readiness level as they say uh, is pretty low well you're going to give a lot of headaches to the manufacturing guys right it's yes. so just an example
0: yes uh, yes yes yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's very easy to be kind of by certain processes or finishes or um, technologies um, that will just draw in so much of your time and effort Um, and it will require lots of other people to do lots of R&D and and, um, making sure that uh, it's, it's fundamental to your product offering is really important. Um, so that you're not wasting um, that that energy, you know, even uh, you know, using something that's kind of niche, uh, a process can, can be really troublesome um, and cause you lots and lots of troubles, uh, you know, that downstream and, and really cause you big headaches that may actually not be worth it, I guess.
1: Yeah right right which I think I
0: think actually I, th- I think no, I think I think the, hmm. the 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 best thing you know if, I, if I'm looking at you know if I imagine myself developing a product <clears throat> often you know as a as a person coming with an idea they're not going to know a lot of the stuff so I think it's essential that you surround yourself with people that you trust and people that have experience um but people at the same time that are willing to try you know. Yeah, you know, we don't want we don't want to um, become too routine in, in what we do, and there's always opportunity to innovate and to expand our knowledge and push it and, and stretch a process. And I think that's an intrinsic part of what we should be doing every time you know when, when we do, when we do develop new product. So, but so it's it, it, it's a very delicate balance to be um, to be had. And often, the skill in the process of taking a product to market is to um to say no early I guess and not go right. too far down a, a route that's gonna you, know, you know ultimately um, cause you some pain
1: right right yeah that's where experience comes in right yeah um, if you've been doing this for for, for twenty five years then. Um, you can make the calls much faster and, and more accurately probably than, than a more junior designer. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I, I should also stress the importance of procurement and, you know, picking, or, yeah, I should say sourcing, picking the right, um, the, 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 the right, um, suppliers for the critical components because that also can derail the entire project. I mean, yes, w- worst thing is you do some kind of electronics and then, you know, as, a lot of companies i have found out unfortunately well the the st microelectronics uh processor oh you know the price went up 20 times uh, or oh you know that i don't know the screen just went out of li- uh, end of life <laughs> <laughs> right yes yeah, that, that really happens quite often actually
0: yes yes yes
1: so picking the the the, the right uh, the right components also if you need high reliability product well reliability is determined by design uh, and that's what people don't understand is that they they, um, they think of quality and then they think of you know the guys doing the assembly on the line but then if they if they want the product to to keep working for for two three years the, the design itself has to be reliable and yes. that comes from design from you know making sure that um you know the thinking of the stress point points and the, the redundancy if needed and things like that and also picking the right component suppliers that already come with uh, with proven reliability levels, right?
0: Yeah, Renaud, I wanted to just go back on something. The the, uh, the fight, uh, getting to know, getting to the answer no, or stopping a development mm. Uh, mm. or a development track is really important. I was um, I, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they uh, talked about a thing called the uh, sunk cost fallacy, mm-hmm. which is also known as the concord fallacy. Now, you're a French guy and I'm an English guy. And um, (laughs) anyone listening that's uh, younger than, say, 35 probably doesn't really remember Concorde. But basically, it was a a, a supersonic um, aeroplane. And the concept was to fly people supersonically across the Atlantic. And basically, the project ran 10 times over cost. Um, And it's a really interesting analogy here because um, they carried on planning the money in because... They'd already invested so much energy, time, mm-hmm. and money that they couldn't possibly walk away from it. So I think it's a trap that we can fall in when we develop product, and that's oh, the, yes. sunk co- the sunk cost fallacy. It's like, I gosh, we've taken so much time and effort to get to where we are now. We can't give up now. We're giving up, may well, or not giving up, but changing direction, pivoting, um, you know, reevaluating might actually mm. be the, um, the, the, the the most prudent way forward. I Just that was interesting little oh yeah, no definitely. Insight.
1: And it's quite relevant because there were some studies you know, that showed that the bigger the project you know the more complex the more elements going into it, the more likely it is to go over over cost and it, yeah. it's pretty much guaranteed actually to go over cost when you compare <laughs> original projections versus the, the real uh, real cost real amount of investment if you want yes so it's, and sometimes it's times ten yes as you, as you say yeah. um, and guess what if you want to develop a new product. Um, and there's a lot of things that come into it, yeah. a lot of different teams and different expertise and different you know, different challenges and so on. Well, say the same thing is at play here. If you really focus on what creates value for the users and you try to make the product relatively simple, yes. then not only would it be faster to develop, less risky, but also there's a lower risk of you going over your, your, your budget, if you want. Yes. And the more complex it is, then... The risk actually goes up exponentially
0: yes i am um, when uh, this is something that I learned from my days in the toy industry. We used to define a product you used to have to be able to describe a product product in one sentence if you couldn't discuss, if you couldn't describe what your product did in one sentence and it mm-hmm. needed five sentences mm-hmm. you' pro- you're probably guilty of putting too much into it, so mm-hmm. that maxim of keeping it simple um is really really. Good advice and will keep you true and honest oh, yes. certainly um, from the you know from, from, from in terms of cost and time um, so so try you know when, when you have a concept there's something i try and do with the people i work with is say okay tell me what the product is but in one sentence you know mm. and the idea actually in the toy industry it used to be can you can you tell the story of your toy in, in in um a 90 second tv advert mm. um and that's another interesting way of looking at it you know if you were going to uh, sell your product could you describe it quickly and a really um uh, often and uh, often i think it's called an elevator pitch isn't it where it, could you pitch your idea to an entrepreneur in the elevator as they're going for their lunch basically and again but again you know it, it's an, it's a really nice um nice way of just keeping keeping you focused and not trying to do too much um, and not bloating your product specification and not allowing yourself to have project creep or specification creep as you go down and say oh it could do this and it does this and it does this and it does this because people don't care after the first one or two what it does you know that's there's there's a certain hook that you've got and um that's what that's what that's what they're buying into it, it, you know normally so yeah keeping things simple um i don't know whether this translates into french but um we say keep it simple stupid and that's kiss so we kiss everything um, <laughs> Is 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 a nice uh, is a nice little like uh, guiding principle i think
1: right right right. yeah i heard about that um one sentence theme you know for for new movies in hollywood too I think yeah they try to do the same
0: yeah definitely
1: all right. Um, okay. So, so basically, yeah. Takeaway for 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 people who listen about the let's say the early design work yeah. is there's a lot of exploration. You need to take your time. And yeah. as long as you are in exploration mode, you haven't really nailed the concept. Yeah. You can't really uh, plan ahead very accurately yeah. about the rest of the of yeah. the journey, right? And it's it it's all about feasibility study proof of concept exploratory concept and and, Mm. you know options and this is the kind of vocabulary that that you would use right i guess
0: yeah that's right and it's really this is where exploring ideas is cheap and cost effective cost effective Mm. and efficient should i say you know exploring ideas once you've made a tool well you can tell me about that you know it becomes slow it becomes painful (laughs) and it very quickly becomes very expensive
1: Right, right, right. If you have a drawing, and it's just in your CAD software, or yes. even just still a sketch. Yes. Making yes. a change yes. is not that much work. But <laughs> and and uh, yeah, as you say, when the tooling is made, it, it might be might be you know twenty percent, uh, twenty times more expensive, maybe <laughs> ten times more expensive. Yes. Yes. And then when you have already production on the shop floor, <laughs> you don't even mention it. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Yes. Right.
1: So. Okay, so that's for the early design. Uh, something that yeah, we, we, we don't cover very often here on the podcast because it, you know really we're not really involved in that, but it's mm. it's good to talk about that with you. What about yeah the rest of product development? So let's say product development is to get um, all the way to a prototype that is um, is approved. You know, looks as you want, works as you want, uh, including uh, packaging. Obviously, people often forget this one. Yes, um, and, and that. Can be a ton of work, right? Yeah. I mean, again, let's let's talk about extreme examples. I was looking at the the video about uh, Jeff Bezos' um, Blue Origin rockets and how yeah. many times they made an engineering build and fired the prototype up, uh, yeah. you know, and 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 they were quite uh, deliberate about the way to do it. But it took them, I don't know, maybe seven or ten years to yes. get to the point where they say, okay, it works. Safely enough to send our multi-multi-multi-billion-billionaire, uh, um, uh, you know, up into the, um, the, the, the the side of the earth, right? Yeah. so So uh, that that can take, yeah. Sometimes yeah. it takes more than ten prototypes uh, for complex electronic products. Or, and I'm, I'm just talking about prototypes, but of course that wood process kind of starts again after tooling is made. Um, if you have very high expectations of uh, the, the finishing, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, just um, just just take the the um the idea of um um uh, Mark Zuckerberg's uh, catchphrase is um okay. uh, move move uh, uh, move, move fast, fast, and bro- fast and break things. Yeah, yes. uh, That's that's um that's a really good one when you're looking at um your prototyping. And, and how you prototype and prove out concepts, um, and and also um, something from um, borrowed from the world of agile software development, and that's uh, minimal viable products mm-hmm. um, or minimal viable propositions, mm-hmm. and that's keeping um, with, with 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 prototyping, keeping um, accept uh, accepting good enough to get to uh, mm-hmm. To move quickly, um, because because you because in search for perfection, particular well particularly in the prototyping phase, you know searching for perfection will slow you down and 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 um, uh, prevent you from learning things really quickly, um, which may be really uh, important in your particularly if you're doing something for the first time. So so having that sort of quick agile um, mindset um, and you know uh, you you know the quickest way to um consider or or or, uh communicate design is literally sketching and that's a really under undervalued part of the development process you know we go the minute that you go to cad you know it it, it slows down It, it, it invariably slows down but when you do go to cad you can still like keep yourself loose and free and and not worry too much, you know, have this, have the kind of skill and within, you know, or use someone with the skill that's able to know what's possible, but not to actually define it, have to define it, you know, so um, keeping stuff um, just about developed enough or defined enough to move you through the development process. And, you know, particularly with 3D printing being what it is these days, you know, you can get forms really quickly, really, really quickly mm-hmm. um, that, that are good enough to put in, some, uh, in front of people, customers, mm-hmm. people that you may be selling to, you know, and and, and, and show them physical physical objects. So, right, right. you know, yeah,
1: because if it's a new product, yeah. um, you need to get the feedback from typical users, right? Yeah. And, would you rather spend six months to get Mm -hmm. a perfect prototype? You know, that's perfect Mm -hmm. in your mind, but maybe you went in the wrong direction Mm -hmm. or would you rather do some quick iterations and show show some people something Mm -hmm. once a month? Mm -hmm. You learn so much more Mm -hmm. by doing once a month.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that these are all principles that are very much well-defined in agile, agile product development. So that's, you know, for me, that's, if you were looking up, I was going to sort of recommend, you know, I, I'd recommend that actually people um, interested in in, in development, you know, even yes, just any, thought,
1: yes, um, any 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 book you suggest in that because it seems to be very focused on software development. Everything well, about it around it. it's really it's, it,
0: it's really interesting, Renaud, because um, again, just in t- so back in the 70s. Um, the Japanese manufacturers of cars developed just in time engineering. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, in fact, uh, those principles moved from engineering into uh, Mm -hmm. lots of supply chain businesses. Mm -hmm. And um, one of them was software. And they took it and they morphed it into agile Mm -hmm. and developed agile software um right. development processes so,
1: so it all comes from let's say toyota and honda and yes.
0: companies yes and now that, that, the, the yeah. cycle of the full circle it's has gone full circle now because the agile right. um, product development pro, uh models are now being applied and used back in right. the manufacturing process so, yes, uh, yeah, yes. Exactly. It, it, it does start there. I mean, I off the top of my head. I, I mean, make Google, Google your friend on it. I mean, there's a lot. There's big books that you can read. And that's probably no no need, but you know, mm-hmm. just just the idea of moving quickly, uh, of <laughs> minimal viable propositions and yeah. learning. Having,
1: having different people work together, designers, engineers, already involving manufacturing people also to yes. get feedback. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah concurrent engineering try to do uh yes make things faster by overlapping certain phases and so on yeah that makes a lot of
0: sense yes it does yeah yeah it's it's interesting stuff
1: Hmm. okay so we kind of covered you know product development and where actually so a lot of people who want to develop their own new products from from what i observed uh, they kind of find ways you know to to work with engineers and with designers and, and get some prototypes and 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 move the ball forward, Um, one of the big mistakes they make is that maybe they don't have the latest versions of all the deliverables, you know, all the drawings and the Mm. the schematics and and the bill of material and and, and so on. And that is a a big mistake. But apart from that, you know, by by hook or by crook, people kind of find their ways and maybe the design is not very good. Um, But then where they... Where they thought of their chair literally <laughs> is when they um, they find out that well the manufacturer that they lined up actually hasn't prepared anything for manufacturing their product right and 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 that's really typical I mean I'm sure you've seen that just last um last week, I was talking with someone in the u s who a very nice person uh, and they did all the engineering. Of the new product, really, they designed from the ground up. They did all the engineering. They yeah. selected all the components, relatively high quality components. You know, they they, they want to do everything right. And then they get prototypes and they say, "Well, we tested the prototypes like crazy for a month, and you know, it's really nice." Okay, so the manufacturer says next step is to wire the money and. <laughs> You know, the the 30%, usually they call it deposit, you know, but they, they never send it back, but they still a credit deposit and go straight into mass production. And then, of course, I ask them, well, okay, where's the quality standard? Well, where's the testing plan? Uh, yeah. Have you have you done the certification? So, oh, you wait until mass production is done to check if it's uh, FCC compliant and so on. Uh, are you sure? Um, well, you know, you're not going to do any pilot run. So how how have you validated that? Yeah. Um, you know, everything can be made properly. And and of course, I mean, that person is is you know he's smart and recognizes yes, all this work has to be done. So he told the manufacturer, who said, um, "Trust us, you know, we we make that mm-hmm. you know that general kind of product uh, like every day." Um, You know, it's it's fine. We know what we're doing. Just trust us. And <laughs> and then of course the customer, you know, keeps the the, the buyer keeps pushing, and saying, oh, "Guys, this is really different from the stuff you make every day here. We design this from the ground up. You have no idea, even of the you know what are the risks. You, you don't even tell me about the risk in production, so you, you're not aware of it. That's really scary." And then, <laughs> they say, "Well," If you really want some samples for certification, it's going to be you know X dollar per sample, you know, really high number. Basically, they don't want to play the game, and yeah, and and well, that that's a bad uh, sourcing decision right here. Of course, you shouldn't work with these these people, but also they did not plan for it, so they did not communicate about their uh, their process. And then, of course, the, you know, manufacturers making money by going into mass production right so yes. and that's rather typical right I, i'm sure you've seen this kind of situation
0: yeah for sure i mean it's very it's very um, tempting isn't it to expedite a development process and you know particularly if you're under pressure budgetary or time you know it's very tempting to bypass certain stage gateways but and I, And I think um, you can have a long um, a full development path and a quick development path, depending on the nature of the product you're doing and 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 the uh, complexity and the challenges. But there are certain stages that can't be um, um, uh, forgotten um, and the, these are very well um, very well tested, tried and tested. Um, pathways and people call them different things but basically um, a really good way of thinking about it is going from prototype uh, and by stages of increasing volumes getting to mass production you don't you don't jump from a prototype to mass production you tentatively go through three or four different um, development gateways at each time pausing reflecting reviewing testing checking um and approving and and if you don't do them um you know the short-term gains are just white can be wiped out in an instant through long-term um losses you know Mm -hmm. the risk is very high
1: yeah because when Uh, you go into mass production yeah you have some issues
0: that's extremely costly yeah, the liability to you, you know, as a, as a customer, the liability, just, just the financial implications of, um, I've seen it before, you know, where the only meaningful testing is done on goods out and, um, products failed and Mm -hmm. it's so expensive, you know, to, uh, rework, even if you catch it before it goes, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. the further away from the factory, you get the more expensive. So, you know, this is an investment. You know, the development process is, is an investment and, um, and, and one which will save you a lot of heartache, a lot of pain, a lot of money and time. Al- albeit it might feel, um, somewhat laborious or slow. What, <laughs> whilst you're doing it, you know, Hey, I've got a prototype. Look, here it is. Why can't we just make that tool and, and right. get it out the door? um and 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 obviously we all have to we we, as long as we remain motivated and focused and efficient then we have to the the process needs to be respected because it's you know it's it's done and you know every nearly probably nearly every project i'm asked the question why do we do that why do we do that why can't we can we not do that and, you know, once you sit down and explain and go through the risks and, and what, what you find and, and the sort of things that you're looking for, then, you know, normally it's all fine and, and, and uh, the process is followed. But it is it is a, sometimes a, 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 a process of educating.
1: Right. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's story. really about risks, right? You, you mentioned, yes. you explain the risks. That's yes. Also, what we try to to tell our clients, um, yeah, you can, you you can um, you can just go ahead without that. But what if, and if. what if, and then they're like, hmm, really, hmm, yes. okay, well, yeah, that would be a big problem. Okay, <laughs> then <laughs> that's the way usually people do to to cover that risk.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, that, yes. That, that's
0: yeah, and you know, sharing due diligence. Through through your process is, is a is a you know if 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 something God forbid does happen, you know ha- having a, an auditable trail and a development process is very valuable. Oh yeah. And very very okay. re- you know reassuring as well I think and you know if you if you are important you know if you are developing a new product and putting it into the market at, at a significant number, I certainly would sleep better at night knowing that I've followed the correct uh, the correct right. development path. Um, and right. just as an investment, you know. Would, would rest easy knowing that that investment had been made.
1: Mm. And again, let's take an extreme example. You, there's a recall. You know, your product causes you know injuries or death or something. You know, mm. really, really disastrous. Mm. And a judge is asking you questions. You know, and if if you cannot answer the questions, they will say you were negligent. You know, yes. and then if you say, "Well, I didn't know that people usually do that." <laughs> This is no defense. No, defense. Is, But is. if you say, no, 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 we, we did, you know, this is our risk analysis and you see that we covered the foreseeable safety failures and we, we, we identified ways to address them. We did some reliability testing to address, to, to address that. We did a, a new, uh, you know, some, some uh, engineering changes to, to, um, to address it and yada, yada, yada. And um this component, yeah, the battery we work with a fully certified manufacturer that's, you know, that that give us all these assurances and so on. Then, you know, they will say, well, right. Okay, you're not lucky, but you actually did much more than others, (laughs) um, you know, that we usually see here.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. I mean, yeah, and again, you don't want to be, (laughs) literally, developing a product is hard enough. I mean, having to deal with those sorts of issues is the last thing that you want to be getting involved with. So just, you know, take, take advice, take advice from, from sound people that have done it many, many times and um, trust in the process and, you know, accept that you can push hard, but there are um, um, non-negotiable gateways in your development process and things that need, just need to be done that should be done that, 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 morally and ethically and legally need to be done in in, in, in that process mm-hmm. um, and it's the iceberg you know you go, you go back to the iceberg and, and it, it's hard it's really hard um get, getting your first product to market is really really hard um but it gets easier and easier i think
1: oh well, yeah especially the, with the next versions of the same product yes
0: yes well that's a really good point actually you make there because um yeah, there's no there's nothing wrong in having a roadmap um mm-hmm. whereby you maybe go to market with your minimal viable proposition you know and and know that uh, you know, season two or or version two um, will be uh will be is on the roadmap and you spread the the development risk so that you can uh invest or get to market as quickly as possible and then um build build the brand build your brand moving forward with with a more sophisticated execution of what you're doing or um or or, or engaging with new new uh, updated technology you know? you know i'm doing that in the moment with um uh, in in the vaping sector you know the technology getting to market quickly with existing technology using um May, may uh, only allow you to achieve, say, 80% of what you want, but actually getting to market with a, with the product and knowing that once you build momentum, you can go back and explore the new technologies that are available, and have the time to do so, mm. and the energy and the resource to do so, is a really valid way of um, of putting your product, getting your product to market, uh, mm. and sustaining and growing your brand. Yes.
1: Well um very well said and it fits back to what we said before, the uh, simplicity of your mm. your first version. Yes. Mm. Uh that's great. I think all of this is really excellent advice. So yeah, thanks so much, Andy. Thanks yes, for sharing sir. your your experiences and, and um and and, and, and and providing all this, this great advice. Pleasure. And to our listeners, uh, thanks for listening. From time to time, please go into whatever software you use uh, apple podcasts or uh, stitcher or something else and give us five star it really helps us a lot and you see we can we can bring bring some um, some great people interview them and and and, and get some some really good uh, takeaways uh, okay well thanks everybody uh, thanks andy again
0: you're welcome okay. thanks
1: man. yeah and we'll be back uh, next week with another episode thanks a lot Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, don't forget to like and share, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other places that you get your podcasts from. See you next time.